Retro Rumble Gamecast is brought to you by TempleofGeek.com, your one-stop shop for all things geek. You can find all our episodes and fulfill your sci-fi, fantasy, and geek culture-related needs at TempleofGeek.com. Welcome to the Retro Rebel Gamecast, where we discuss gaming and related topics. Retro Rebel is released Fridays, and you can find this episode and much more by heading to templeofgeek.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. You can even find us on Facebook and Instagram at Retro Rebel Podcast for exclusive content and to see what else we're up to. My name is Amanda, and today I'm joined again by our repeat guest host, Steve. Welcome back, Steve. It's your boy back again. Here we go. it's your boy so i brought you back because um unlike myself you play a lot of pc games and that's what we're going to be talking about for the next two to three episodes so it's a big honking chonking topic and you've got a huge massive list which will include for those that are following along week to week um just a note that we're still testing this new format of shorter clips. So if you like the fact that we're breaking this down for you and making it easier for you to watch these episodes on your break and stuff, just let us know in the comments so that we know to keep doing it. Um, but without further ado, we're going to skip our usual segment of what games that we're playing and jump right into this list because you've curated a total list of 30 games and yeah. i've curated a list of five i don't play that much on pc so i've i picked five where my only experience with them has been on pc um and you've categorized yours into three categories so the first one and the one we're going to talk about today is genre defining titles so yeah. 10 titles on pc that represent the best of what their genre has the to offer so of all time the best now, have you done them in order? Or is it just generally mixed about all genres it, in whatever order? So these first 10 are in order. They're as best I can, at, like, in my limited experience and opinions that I'm going to share, this is in order, yeah, from top 10 to top to very best. Yes, absolutely. So we will kick off there. Now, if you disagree or you think we've missed something off of a top 10 list, you know, please do let us know in the comments, tag us on Instagram, whatever, tell us. This is just our opinion. We're just game fans just like you. So we're not particularly qualified more so than yourself. Yeah, I ain't got no (laughs) credentials. I'm literally just coming in super opinionated. So all good. Tell me I'm wrong. I'm ready. <laughs> so here are the first 10. These are the most genre-defining titles in order. So should I go from 10 and up to one then? Let's go 10 up to one, yeah. I think that's good. 10 up to one. So the very yeah. first one on the list is actually one that you and I share uh, on my mini list, and that mm. is World of Warcraft on the PC, big MMORPG. Oh yeah. The, I mean- like for the longest time, the biggest video game of all time. I think that's been surpassed by Minecraft um, and probably that Penguin game now as well. But up for a while, it was the biggest game of all time. For yeah, man. Like almost a decade. Like we we wouldn't have. I feel like we wouldn't have MMOs without World of Warcraft. So massive, so genre defining. It, it is. It has been parodied on TV. It's in, it's got its own film now. Um, we we wouldn't have a lot of things. I didn't find that film. A lot of people flagged it off. I thought it was fine. I don't think it was any good either. <laughs> I'm on that side. I don't think it was great. But no, man. World of Warcraft. Like we wouldn't have a lot of things. Um, Blizzard, not such a popular company in nowadays time. 
but at the time, like catapulted them into fame big, I would say. Aside from another game that's on this list, but we'll get to that in a bit. But World of Warcraft, oh, everyone's going to hate me. I'm Alliance. I'm so sorry. Sorry, everyone. Letting the side down. <laughs> Nobody likes Alliance. I'm, I'm also, I've always been Alliance as well. I go. think World of Warcraft, what's so great about it is that there's stuff to do alone if you want to play by yourself. And then there's great options oh, for playing with other people. There's games within games. Like the, you, you can go to the tavern and play cards. There's Hearthstone that's come off it now. You can play that in World of Warcraft. I'm the guy sitting in the auction every day selling bags. That was my thing. Bagsmith, I barely <laughs> played the game as it was. I'm in there for the economy. Hell yeah. Well, the Wolverine. I loved fish. I found it the most soothing fish, thing ever. Man. I found like this place with like a rippling stream and just yeah. fish for hours. You can go fight demons, fight dragons. Now nah, do the fishing. Do the fishing. I love yeah. the fishing. Listen, don't off that fishing. It's so good. Do the auction. <laughs> Argue with, with it's the, it's the mini game. <laughs> argue with regional people about the right. prices of bags. It's too real. It's too real. <laughs> Art imitates life. So mate. swiftly moving on, because I don't think anyone will dispute World of Warcraft being on this list. We're nope. moving on to a uh, ser- a set of games: um, Quake, Doom, and Unreal Tournament. So these are yeah. different games, and you so, put them all at number nine. This is this is the first person arcade genre coming in. Um, the the newest example of this is Doom, Doom Eternal, of course, um, which is Doom Eternal's success has spawned a bunch of indie games that have done the same thing. A lot of these PS One remakes, like Cultic, for example, at the moment, um, has come out and that's really popular. But like, how can you be? It's just just go in blast. You get the power ups. You run around. We wouldn't, we wouldn't have monster kill, vehicular manslaughter. We wouldn't have any of those terms if it weren't for Unreal Tournament, especially. But uh, Halo multiplayer kind of comes into the same category. But I remember when I was at school, we had Quake installed on the computer school system because some clever kid did it, and the school admins just had no idea what they were going, doing. I remember playing Quake for hours, I've seen man. Someone recently made a playable version of Doom in that little text app that comes with all your yeah. PCs in You in can Notepad. play Doom on anything. Doom WADs as well, like what you would call mods. Doom WADs are crazy. There's crazy yeah. stuff you can do with Doom. Great though. Like, wouldn't have a lot of stuff so funny. if it weren't for those games. Yeah. And again, I don't think anyone would argue about these games being on the list. Although I would say like, these are three distinct games. They are all equally as good within the genre. I don't think Mm. one is better than the other. I would have to agree with you at putting these all by each other. Um, Does make this list a little longer technically, but we're going to ignore it because we do what we want. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Um, It's a, it's a whole genre, you know, hard to pick one, just mention them all honorable, you know? (laughs) So number eight, is this Tower Defense Dwarf Fortress? Oh, get out of here! Dwarf Fortress. So this is this is such an old one. Um, the, a lot of ASCII art games is what they came out as. Uh, Adventuring type games is what they were. Absolutely no graphics whatsoever. It was just letters and numbers that you would move around on a board. But Dwarf mm-hmm. Fortress was the first one that really came out super sophisticated, and now they're still updating it, coming out with a Steam release soon. Dwarf Fortress is so hard to describe it it is it is an rpg it is a, a test of patience and endurance let me tell you dwarf fortress you 
in much in the way that in tabletop games with Dungeons and Dragons, for example, how you can create a whole a whole world out of nothing, you do that with Dwarf Fortress. You can generate an entire planet out of nothing, and the whole thing moves in a concurrent timeline alongside each other in real time as you're playing, and you you essentially in the the base mode of Dwarf Fortress do just that. Try to manage a dwarf fortress. You don't actually control the characters. You just give them jobs and priorities and assign them, you know, bits of code for yourself. Walk here and get the wood, but don't go in water. And they'll avoid the water and then fall in the lava instead. Fun is a term <laughs> associated with dwarf fortress. When fun happens, it's pretty much the end of the game. But look up dwarf fortress. It has so much history uh, surrounding it. And with a steam release coming out, it's going to be in the papers once again. Big one. Amazing. Dwarf Fortress. Yeah. Um, okay, so Dwarf Fortress, if you like that type of thing, it is an excellent example that's soon to be re-released, so that's yeah. exciting. Um, number seven is a game that I know and love, oh, yeah. uh, but have a very unusual history with, and that is Elder Scrolls. Yeah, so hard to say Skyrim, Morrowind, Oblivion, Daggerfall, any of the Elder Scrolls games. Hard to pick one, so I just wrote Elder Scrolls, to be honest. Um, it would be Oblivion for me personally. Uh, I do like Skyrim, and I do like Morrowind. Those are Morrowind, Oblivion, Skyrim, the games I grew up with um, and played throughout. I never played Daggerfall, you know. I'm not ancient, like Daggerfall is. But, it, would, um, it would be Skyrim for me because oh, really? Oblivion... I played and I got totally sidetracked stealing things from people's houses. My snake skill was like maximum, right? And I was like, this is amazing. I'm doing so well, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And then I actually decided to do a mission and got yeeted halfway across yeah. the map. Like I was so oh, weak. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, well, I'm bored now because I just wanted to be a thief and now I suck. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the one terrible feature of Oblivion, terrible and to be honest, endearing, like I found it endearing. It was one of the first games that introduced like s leveled scaling where monsters and encounters would scale with you. And that's a very unpopular thing nowadays in RPGs, I find. But it was yeah. one of the first games to introduce that. And to be honest, I, I quite like Oblivion's super convoluted and punishing leveling system. Quite like it. It's It's nostalgic for me. It's what I grew up with. I think but, uh, it, it makes sense if you're going to just do combat right off the bat, but I made the mistake of leveling to like yeah. 12 or something without, without doing any combat. And so yeah. uh, like I was leveling to 12 by stealing things and sneaking around and I was having the best time. Right. And mm. then the second I tried to do a mission, I was like absolutely slaughtered yeah. and there's no chance of recovery from that unless I wanted to grind and kill random shit. Like, yeah, because they you all know, involve combat. It just, you can't uh, they all involve combat as like a mechanic to resolve a, a quest or something. Whereas in the new games, like Fallout, for example, you have a lot of like the charisma as a whole thing. You have a lot of leeway where the charisma is concerned. In Skyrim too, you know, persuasion is a thing. Whereas in Oblivion, it really isn't. Mm. But I agree, Elder Scrolls kicks ass. It's oh, an yeah. excellent example of the RPG genre. No, but um, okay. Number six, and these are twin games, Ori and the Oof. Blind Forest and Will Oof. of the Wisp. They're very, very, Oof. very, very similar titles. Ori, though. If you ain't played Ori, I, know, I say Ori. this. I say this probably every single time I I'm on this goddamn every podcast. Single every single episode, I mention Ori. Ori. Go play it if you haven't. Right now, I, I swear <laughs> to God, I will you listening right now, I will come to your house. If you have not played Ori and <laughs> the Blind Forest, we're going to have words. 
So Ori, like it's a it's a two D two uh, D platformer game. There's a little bit of combat in the first one, way more in the second one, Will of the Wisp. Uh, but Blind Forest and Will of the Wisp, um, it is one of the like rare examples of a game that it, the first one is just so so goddamn good. Uh, the music, the visuals, the way it platforms, the way it controls, so many challenges and twists and turns. The story is there. They make you cry right after bed. Classic. Uh, and then the second one. Um, it, it's what I mean by rare example of a game that improves on the first one. Everything the first one did, bang, forget it. The second one, it's going to knock you out of the park. You're going to jump out the goddamn window because it's that good. I'm telling <laughs> you, these games, really easy and accessible too. If you're not too good at platformers, they got you covered. If you just want to be in it for the story. And believe me, when you watch that first cutscene and you're there crying over your keyboard, you, you will want to continue playing. I guarantee it. Ori... I will I will pay anyone thirty dollars, thirty pounds, whatever you want. I will give you a chicken if you do not enjoy Ori in the Blind Forest. Play it right now. It has everything. <laughs> everything. Bribing people with chickens a little bit. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm, so um number five on our list. Now what genre is Age of Empires? Because I actually don't know. Ooh, that'll be your RTS. That's a real-time strategy game. Age of Empires, absolute classic. We wouldn't have stuff like Command and Conquer without Age of Empires. Warcraft 3, for example. Although, I think maybe Warcraft outdates Age of Empires. Ooh, I didn't do my research. But um, Age of Empires, oh my god, it was one of the first experiences I ever had, personally, with an RTS. And I think everyone, any PC gamer would know about Age of Empires. It's still going now. They're still releasing sequels. They're remaking the old ones. And it's not just a remake where it's the HD texture bullshits. It's a real remake from the ground up. Um, yeah, man, Age of Empires, it's, you progress from one age to another. It's an RTS. You race to build a base and, and crush everyone else on the board. There's absolutely no goddamn story involved. It is just, if you want to play the campaign, it's just history. You want to be in it to troll your friends and just build priests and convert all your friends' armies. Oh, you spent all your time building army. That's nice. You hear those fateful words, wololo. It's over. It's over. You hear those words no one wants to hear. No one wants to hear that. Wololo. The moment you hear that, it's over. It's done. <laughs> Keyboard's out the window. A great game, though. Age of Empires. Pff, fantastic. Classic, man. Love Absolutely it. Classic. Um, yeah. Okay, so number four is Warcraft 3, and you've got yes. it down for MOBAs, and I've never okay. played it or heard much about it. Okay, so a bit of explanation there. It ain't a MOBA. It is an RTS game, same as Age of Empires, but Warcraft 3, uh, it has a hand in... Uh, in opening up to the MOBA genre. It, uh, Warcraft 3 had a mod in it um, called Defense of the Ancients, and Warcraft 3 became a sort of MOBA. Through that, essentially what you do in Warcraft 3, you build a base, same as Age of Empires. You build a base, you pick a faction, um, Orcs, Alliance, or uh, the third one. I, forgive me. <laughs> uh, it was I was always Alliance. My friend was always Orcs. Um, and you you can recruit a hero and have while the difference between this and other RTS games is you have your hero with four abilities that you you go to like uh, take random objectives on a map while you build your base and your army and you level up your hero alongside all that it takes so much micromanagement but as you do all that you you eventually come to the climax of the game where it is uh, the heroes versus the heroes the army versus the army and all the culmination of your leveling up adds up to 
the the battles you have with your friends or the people you're fighting against. But when Defense of the Ancients came out, it, it created the MOBA genre, um, the multiplayer online battle arena is what that stands for, um, which gave way to, to Defense of the Ancients, which is now a standalone game. It's just called Defense of the Ancients, uh, where they take out the base building and you just control the hero, um, which also then gave way to League Fine. of Legends. Um, which you know, it isn't the most popular game. It's got a hell of a reputation, but you've got to give it. You've got to give these games some credit. That they are extremely successful. This list curated off of a game success, its popularity, and the influence it's had on the industry. There's all things I've taken into account when I wrote this. So not the most popular, but you've got to give it its due. No, hey, fair enough. If it oh, de- yeah. if it became its own genre, then yeah. that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, okay, so then um, for number three, we've got one of the most popular games of all time. I think to Ooh, this yeah. day, one of the most popular video games ever sold, mm. and that's Minecraft. Um, I'll be honest, I do not understand how Minecraft works. I've tried to play it on multiple different platforms and i don't even understand how to get started a game for kids baffles me i don't understand how it controls i don't know what i'm doing i'm baffled it's like a first person adventure game but it's lego like you just do lego you take one block you put on top of the other you put them all together you have a little house and you can go around and you can build something else you can go around and collect other stuff they have. I remember playing this game when it was alpha, when it was free. It was a free, weird little like how you have um, itch.io games now. It's like yeah. a website for like weird freelance developers. That was what Minecraft started out as. And it was just a weird little downloadable alpha thing where you run around and haha, it's funny to put a block on top of the other with other people around. That's really fun. And now it is what it is. A gigantic. Yeah. It's got conventions all surrounding it. It's got it's got so much influence. There's like Disney's got their hands in Minecraft. There's no like. It's carved out such a niche. It's spawned so many other games that have taken from its success as well. Another one I'm going to mention on the list further down too. But um, Minecraft, like, you've got to give it its due. I'm not a huge fan. I don't, I don't play Minecraft at all. But y- you've got to give it what it's worth. It is insanely successful. The dude that came up with that, I, don't, I can't remember what his real name is. Notch, though, he goes by. God damn, he must be rolling in it. <laughs> What, what a game he is came he, out with. Is he Swedish? Is he Swedish? Have yeah, I Swedish. made that up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, right, yeah. Well, I, listen, I've tried to play it a million times. I don't understand why. I don't understand it. For some reason, the controls <laughs> baffle me. Oh, my God. You just put one block on top of it. I know. I listen, I don't get it. It's not for me. Bizarrely, <laughs> but I love Sims and things like that. It's just it's not for me. Never mind. Um, Never okay, mind so... Moving swiftly on to uh, number two. Now you really cheated here because I have, yeah, you, major. You, you can't did, just okay. You did five games. All right, so you can't just mention one of these because te- technically I'm talking about an engine here. All these games run off the same engine, so really I should have just put the engine down. But um, Orange Box, Valve, like Steam, you've got to give them its due. Portal, Half-Life, Team Fortress, Left 4 Dead, Gmod, all games that are still insanely popular, getting updates, getting mods made for them. Like, this, these games are timeless. Like, I, all you got to do is mention Half-Life 3, and every PC gamer within a mile's head explodes. Like, you, the engine that, that those games are built off of, um, Gary's Mod or... Forgive me, what what the engine's proper name is uh, escapes me, whether it is Gary's mod or not. 
like you've got to give it its due. The the amount, the sheer amount of people and content and and like influence these games and this engine has had, like the the spawn of Steam, Gabe Newell himself, like Gabe Newell might as well be the ambassador for PC games. This guy like is immortalized by these games. Halfway through though, when's it coming out, mate? We all want to see it. Yeah, like there, there's not really much to say. Like Team Fortress Two spawns its whole like team shooter co-op genre, having roles yeah. in a in a shooter. Left for Dead, it's got its whole like your four dudes that run to the end of a mission. Spawned a whole genre. Gmod like role playing online started, I think personally with Gmod. Like like yeah. fuck AOL chat for a minute. <laughs> Gmod's where it's at. That's like second. We wouldn't have Second Life without Gmod. I feel. And then Half-Life and Portal with just some of the greatest stories they've ever written. Excellent. Also, shout-outs shout uh, to EA so for uh... sh- shout-outs to EA for ruining the industry and destroying what Valve had. When they got involved with Valve, yeah, EA's poison had spread. So uh, shout-outs to EA for, for being a terrible <laughs> company that ruined a lot of the industry. Anyway... EA Sports. <laughs> EA Sports, go I fuck yourself. Yeah, <laughs> EA Sports. We'll say the rest of it if you pay us fifty dollars. Fucking <laughs> sorry. Okay, <laughs> sorry so, everyone. That's all right. So uh, once again, cheating by yeeting multiple titles into cheating one category. Yeeting. I but like we that. Are just gonna say that. Um, anything made on the Valve engine generally becomes a genre-defining title yeah, because man. of the flexibility and creativity that the engine mm. allows. Um, and that brings us to, number one, a standalone number title, one. and one that I think you've also managed to talk about on nearly oh, yeah. every, every single time. attendance mm-hmm. on this podcast, and that is yep. Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight, here we go. So, like, where Orange Box and Valve kind of should sit at number one. Nah, here's where we get mega subjective and I throw the curveball in. Hollow Knight, not really much of a curveball. This game is insanely popular. Like, again, another game that has spawned all these kinds of, I don't want to say clones, but like inspired games, like Metroidvania style stuff. You play as a bug and you (laughs) go around and do bug stuff. It's sick. It's got such a good story. Um, It controls fantastic every goddamn game that plays like this wish it controlled like hollow knight it has some of the greatest most precise controls you've ever had in a video game great story it is super challenging it it don't pull no punches but mate it is fantastic it is insanely popular there is so many goddamn pc gamers and just people in general that bang on about hollow knight including myself i am one of those people silk song coming soon Silk Song, let's go. Team Cherry. Team Cherry, by the way, the people that came up with Hollow Knight, just three people. Just three people mm. on their own. Three developers they've never added, yeah. never taken away. What a fantastic team and what a great game they came out with. Just totally out of the blue. Hollow Knight, man. It's Hell, so funny. The second classic. you type in the word hollow into Google, it's like, do you want the new release? <laughs> it's like, yeah. maybe. Silk Song. <laughs> Everyone is banging on about it. Nobody can contain themselves. Silk song, let's go. 
I love that. That's perfect. Well, that's the um, complete list of 10 of genre-defining mm. titles, stroke engines, because we got a little curveball in there. Yeah, um, yeah. We'll publish the full list down below you know, on the website so you can have a look. But just to recap mm-hmm. for the people who are listening hands-free, so we've got number 10, World of Warcraft. Nine, you've got your Quake Doom Unreal Tournament. We couldn't pick one. Cheating number eight, eating. Dwarf Fortress, Great Sim. Number seven, Elder Scrolls, I pick Skyrim. And yeah, boy, Steve picks Oblivion. Pick Oblivion. Is that right? Every day. Oh, yeah. Oblivion. <laughs> uh, number six, you've got Ori in the Blind Forest and the sequel, Will of the Wisp. Like, really great twin games um number five age of empires your rts number four another Mm -hmm. rts warcraft 3 but it would spawn the moba genre um Mm -hmm. number three minecraft one of the biggest games on the planet uh number two massive cheating by choosing the valve engine that's on portal half-life team fortress 2 left for dead gmod uh just multiple genres covered there but generally talking about an engine that enables fantastic gaming on the pc and then number one hollow knight a metrovania title where a cute little bug doing cute little bug things (laughs) let's go (laughs) perfect well, that wraps up this episode of Retro Oval Gamecast. I want to thank Steve for this week's discussion. All the notes from this episode will be posted on our site, templeofgeek.com. If you want to add to the discussion or reach out with questions, sound off in the comments or email us via retrorebel at templeofgeek.com. And if you like what you hear, head over to wherever you download your podcast and subscribe so you get each episode as it's released because there will be two more parts to this topic. Um, and rate us because it really the helps trilogy. our show. So the trilogy so until the next time we will see you later (laughs) all right see ya